Let's uh, focus a little bit on uh, Paris. Yes, the city of Paris, the city of lights. Uh, the city authorities there say that large cars pollute more and are dangerous for pedestrians. Uh, so they are going to charge more, not right away, but uh, sometime uh, in May. Uh, voters in Paris uh, have approved an effort to drastically uh, increase parking fees for large sport utility vehicles and other heavy cars. It's the latest move uh, by the mayor there to reshape the French capital with more more environmentally friendly and environmentally conscious and pedestrian friendly uh, policies. People with vehicles will have to pay, uh, SUVs will have to pay 18 euros, uh, a little more than $19 US or $20 Canadian for the first hour of public parking in central Paris and 12 euros in the French capital's outer neighborhoods. Uh, interesting, and not saying it's coming to Vancouver, but I thought it would be an interesting conversation with our next guest. Jeremy Cato is an automotive journalist at CatoCarGuy.com. Uh, Jeremy, uh, thank you for uh, joining us. Hi, Jazz. Nice to, nice to be joining you. Yeah. Uh, I know that's a city that's already um, uh, has uh, turned its nose down on e-scooters as well. I guess the, uh, they don't like those in the city core either. What do you make of this sort of uh, going after SUVs or bigger vehicles like SUVs? Uh, you know, if the, uh, if, the, if the effort is to get big vehicles off the road, it, it sort of makes sense because, you know, a large SUV... Um, would pollute about use as much fuel and, and spin out as much CO2 and other pollutants as um, two Honda Civics, let's say. Um, so, so there's a big difference between what a big, you know, Cadillac Escalade does and what a Honda Civic. Now, those kinds of vehicles are rare in Europe. Um, you know, we've been to Europe, and you know, I've driven in Paris. It's not a place I want to drive anyway, but I certainly wouldn't want to drive around Paris in a, in a big hulking Escalade. <laughs> um, good luck with that. And why would you do it? Paris has terrific public transit. The metro is fantastic. You know, so if you, you know, I've had to drive in Paris a few times. Uh, I found it uh, vexing and not particularly entertaining, and you don't see any of the sights. And when there's a terrific public transit system, bicycles are welcome and they're, you know, so... I, I, I think this is a bit of a tempest in the teapot. Mm. Now, now this, the, the the city says that it will impact about 10 to 15% of cars currently that drive around uh, uh, Paris, uh, and not more than that probably. Uh, they'll be impacted by the increased parking fees. Do you see something like this happening in Europe? I know they already have. Obviously, you pay more to go into central uh, London uh, as a congestion yep. fee. Do you see, see any of that? Do you see any of that coming to North America anytime soon? I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something like that turn up in Toronto. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, <clears throat> not under this civic government. Um, you know, Mayor Sim and, uh, and and his council are are not um, not like the previous administration. Let's put it that way. But in in the congested cities of Canada, which of course would be Toronto, Montreal, and uh, and Vancouver, I could see that eventually going in that direction, especially Vancouver in the long run, because we have such a small downtown core. The problem that we have in Vancouver, um, you know, as opposed to Toronto and Montreal, is our overall public transit offerings are subpar. Mm -hmm. um, and I would prefer to see them subway. Um, and, you know, so, so that, that's the challenge we face here. And the real challenge we face in North America is 
getting governments to spend on infrastructure. Uh, they, they just won't do it. it. It's just like, you know, pulling teeth to, to get governments to spend adequate amounts of money on infrastructure because, frankly, it's easier to bribe people with their own money with handouts and giveaways than it is to build big um, infrastructure projects. Uh, I'm curious, uh, the enduring appeal of the SUV, and many of have said it's, it's a big problem when it comes to dealing with the greenhouse gas emissions. At the same time, it's incredibly popular. People love them, especially in the United States, but here as well. Uh, and you can make smaller SUVs. You do have some of those as well. But how do we, th- this has been an ongoing issue. Everybody keeps talking about SUVs, SUVs are a huge challenge. Do you see the industry getting away from them at all? And still, from what I've been reading, it seems like they want to build more of them, not less of them. Well, you know, look, 85% of the vehicles sold in Canada are some sort of SUV or, or, or light truck of some kind, pickup truck. Uh, did I say 75? I meant to say 85%. Wow. I mean, that's what, that's what Canadians want, and, and there's lots of reasons for it. For the younger buyer, the younger buyer out there is a lot different than, I don't know, when I was a 20-year-old. Uh, the younger buyer out there today is a much more social animal uh, you know, travels with three or four friends, and they want utility and great infotainment systems. And the older buyer out there, uh, you know, boomers, and uh, I guess Gen X, um, getting older, and they don't want to climb down into cars. And then the third type of buyer that's worth remembering is a lot of people are far more safety concerned on the road than uh, I guess they ever were when I was a kid, when I don't think we even talked about safety considerations. My dad's you know, his car he drove to work when I was a kid didn't even have seatbelts. You know, I mean, so SUVs, you sit taller, mm-hmm. you get better visu- visuals. A lot of drivers really like that. They like the open view of the road. SUVs provide more space for more people and more things. That's important. And for older baby boomers climbing into an SUV, the hip point as you climb in, you don't have to climb down. It's more comfortable. And for the younger buyers, so let's say the younger buyers say under 35, 40, um, it, they're social animals. So they make a lot of sense. The, the challenge here is that um, the bigger the vehicle, I mean, this is your, your high school physics here, the bigger the vehicle, the more energy it's going to take to move it. And mm-hmm. the more energy it takes to move it, that means you're you're using more energy of some kind, whether it's electricity or gasoline. Jeremy, it's going to be a fascinating conversation because I think what happens in Paris, other cities are going to look at this as well. Uh, thank you for your time today. I really Paris, appreciate it. When you're in Paris, you should be walking the streets. <laughs> I know that. Can I give I you one last quick tip? Sure, yeah. If you are in Paris and you do want to get as fast as possible from the airport to downtown, take a motorcycle taxi. It'll be the ride of your life. It's the only way I've ever taken a taxi from the airport, Charles de Gaulle, into downtown. You sit back there, they give you a heated blanket and a sheepskin coat and a helmet with a radio and the driver of the motorcycle and just use some big Honda Goldwing, gives you a tour of Paris and you can get from Charles de Gaulle to downtown in 23 and a half minutes. That's great advice. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. (laughs) I might have to do that. It is terrific. Absolutely terrific. (laughs) Jeremy. I highly recommend it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.